Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Christmas 2020 has been saved as the Drunk Women Solving Crime will be live on Tuesday the 15th of December at the Clapham Grand. They'll be joined by guests, comedians Amy Gledhill and Michelle Deswart. There are still a few tickets left so make sure you snap those up quickly. If you're unable to make it in person then you can also watch the shows on live stream. Yes, for the very first time you can see Drunk Women Solving Crime from the comfort of your own house home. Just go to clapamgrand.com for full details and tickets. And as we enter into the festive spirit, why not treat your nearest and dearest with a Drunk Women Solving Crime Patreon subscription? They'll get extra content, video content and ad-free episodes. So just head over to patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime for full details. Okay, that's enough from me. Now it's time for today's episode of Drunk Women Solving Crime with Natasha Vasandani. Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Hannah George and I'm a screenwriter. I'm joined by author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where absinthe meets arson, Negroni meets necrophilia, and Grand Marnier meets Grand Theft Auto. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. Maybe I'll connect with him on LinkedIn. Please do. (laughs) I'm still just as uncool How, as like, I was in music. <laughs> Maybe I'll connect with him on LinkedIn. 
<laughs> I get very psychic when I'm on the Sauvignon. Yeah. Like, just give me some. It's certainly going to make you stiff, am I right? Oh. <laughs> May I just say, what a lovely euphemism. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you. Now it's time for Drunk Women Solving Crime. And welcome to another episode of Drunk Women Solving Crime. Today, we are joined by the brilliant actor, writer, and producer, Natasha Vassandani. Yay! How are you? Great, thanks. How are you guys? Not bad, not bad. Not I, bad. Um, I know Natasha from... Natasha has basically been the star of the sketches that I'm sure the writers' the Guild Yes, it did. What are yes. you guys up to? Because I know you'll be too modest like that. That sketch in particular. It's called Where Are You From? The Game, and it was a BBC Three sketch. Mm. And I think it's on like something like 15 million views. Wow. Come on. Insane. I know, it's pretty crazy. So basically, I just want to put Natasha in every single thing that I write so that it becomes (laughs) award winning. So I hope you're ready. I just want to be cast in everything that you write. (laughs) (laughs) You're brilliant. (laughs) Listen, I just get given the words and I just do what I am with the words. I I trust in the text. Um when the text is as good as it is, is so you know. I remember when we did that, um I was directing it and I was like, oh, can you just give me a read of like the lines? And you did it, how you're gonna do it? And I was like, just do it exactly like that. So there's like no directing needed at all. It was awesome. It made my life very uh simple. Shouldn't have told anyone that because I looked really good at that. Yeah. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> I would like Josh, a directing else? credit now on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, ideas of actors. I going. would like some extra credits now, please. <laughs> <laughs> Choices actors good. own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really made up for the gaps in your knowledge there, Mr. Spielberg. So yeah. I would like to just <laughs> take another 10 percenter. <laughs> I would like that, please. Thank you. <laughs> I will talk with the people there's no yeah. people Tash it's just, not happening listen just BB, BBC me into an email BBC BCC <laughs> somebody's <laughs> gone viral on BBC <laughs> I'll just I BBC just you into my into BBC. everything I do <laughs> I'll BBC you later yeah oh god me again <laughs> oh sorry the BBC oh yeah, yeah it's just uh, you might have seen me actually <laughs> um, oh it's Tash, tell us it's true have you ever been the victim of a crime except for the director taking all the credit for something you did do you know what apart from that one apart from that one I I I have and I listen I know this isn't the space for me to like get into my feelings and it is and go through it all but I want to take everyone back (laughs) to to 2006 all right okay little Tashi year six really excited she got herself a rubber okay and it was like year six you come in with a really big rubber that can like rub out pen and oh a rubber a ru- okay oh, this is my goodness that i <laughs> no i've been I... here too long to get confused but i'm like wait you're six you're only holy shit okay no an okay eraser, she's, an eraser. she's getting it on at age 11 and it's an six. eraser Yes, 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 it is. And it is not a condom. No, it's not a. <laughs> I'm, I'm on board now. 
That's what I was, I was confused where this was going, but you thought when she said rubber, she meant a condom. Okay. Yes. Yes. I was like, well, this is not what I was expecting. You knew the brand of rubber that she was talking about and that you're excited from a stationary perspective. And I was on board with that. Katie, can I say, I thought exactly the same thing. (laughs) It's like, oh, it rubs out everything. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's just how interruptive I am that you're like, oh, she's going on about the brand of the fucking rubber. No, I thought she was talking about a condom and I was like, you're six. Okay, I'm in. Let's do this. (laughs) No, it's an eraser. Definitely an eraser. And I showed it off to the whole class. I was like, the shit. Like, everyone was like, wow, that's amazing. And then (laughs) this guy stole my rubber and had the audacity the next day to bring it in and pretend like it was his rubber. No. <laughs> and everyone was like, oh my God, Tash, that's like, that's like your rubber. I was like, that is my rubber. That <laughs> is my rubber. <laughs> that's not his rubber. And he, he will remain nameless because <laughs> I don't want people to at him on social media. But it really stuck with me, guys. I'm not going to lie. That suggests what, that you follow happened? him now. Do, do, do you I still know that this he guy could now? Get added. <laughs> do you know the what? Year six WhatsApp group is going <laughs> to kick off. <laughs> what did you confront him? What happened? I did. I said, "That's my rubber," <laughs> and he said, "No, it's not." <laughs> and we oh, went damn, round and round in there. circles. <laughs> How it was the exact same rubber that I had and the previous day, and then mine mysteriously vanished. And then, yeah. well, I'm sorry, he popped himself to Ryman's and got got himself the exact same rubber. Yeah, after school, exactly. It just mm. doesn't add up. The timeline doesn't make sense. It, the timeline doesn't <laughs> add up. A lot doesn't add up. It doesn't. It doesn't. Well, it all adds up. It's that he fucking stole it like Thank a little you. piece of shit. <laughs> I get Hello. so emotional during the stationary theft <laughs> episodes. <laughs> I do. Like I can see in my own face here, in my floating head, that I just because <laughs> it's that. It's that age of innocence that gets me. And, and actually, it's the in-between. It's the sort of like you're holding on to a bit of childhood, like you were still innocent enough that you could just hold up an eraser. And yeah, I got to call it that. Otherwise, I can't, yeah. I can't, I just can't do that. <laughs> and be proud and get a response and have the, yeah. people had your like, back when it was stolen. Cool. Oh. I have to admit, I wasn't the coolest kid. So that was my claim to fame for that yeah. day. <laughs> And then it I was bet, just I, taken away from me. I bet if we did like a flashback right now, none of those kids were impressed. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, somebody fucking take that off yeah. her. She and is. I was like, can she please stop talking about her bloody rubber? <laughs> and like, it's like everyone's writing in pen, but Tash's still in the back writing in pencil with her rubber. <laughs> but you said that it just it it like rubs out pen as well, well and I remember it, those. It, I don't think it did. It sort of just was it like a pen, it. A, a special pen for the rubber? No, it wasn't that cool. Come <laughs> like, set. Cause, was cause, it? Okay, I'm I'm not in year six. I'm forty years old, and I have a pen. <laughs> no, Tash is no longer in year six. We have yeah, come here and made her no, drink. But with like, us. but also I'm, for the listeners, Katie has a tiny blue bow on her head, so she's like, I am not in year six. <laughs> I have my period. <laughs> but I have a 
a big love of stationery and I have a pen and it's like ostensibly a biro, but it has a special rubber at the end that rubs it out, even though it's a pen. <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, I do have those too, because I'm really cool now in my 20s. And, but it wasn't that. It was just, you know, the ones that like half and half. Yes. Yeah. And basically, um, it's like really hard, isn't it? The rubber. Yeah. I don't know if this is what people want to listen to me going into absolute detail about this rubber, but I'm not going to stop. It was <laughs> it was pink on one side and blue on the other. Yes. Oh, uh, but yeah. it was big. I know, it was I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. And I feel like the penny strokes for everyone listening at this moment in time. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, we're on board with double this rubber. Story. Double rubber. The police find it. Absolutely. Mm. I can do a sketch, just can't rub it out if I get it wrong. This is an important (laughs) forensic detail, actually, because what are the odds that, like, Mr. Steely, you won't name him, I'm talking Steely McSteel. Steely McSteel face comes back with his own double rubber as though those are like a penny. They probably were a penny, but, you know. (laughs) I I just don't think. He should have at least waited a couple of days and then revealed Oh, you it. think he was sloppy? Yeah. Sloppy thievery. But it was just like the day after and mine oh my. had gone. No. I'm oh still my. really bitter about it. Mm. Like, can really I ask, bitter. what does he do, without giving away too much, but we know that you stalk him on Twitter. <laughs> we know that revenge is coming. One I, day you'll get the rubber I'll back. I hold a grudge. <laughs> but what does he, I mean, because to me, a kid that would do that, is going to either be a serial killer or a politician. Is or a stand-up comedian. Or a stand-up yeah. comedian, yeah. A disrespect of women. He doesn't give a shit about anyone else. No, And he'll but. steal other material. Yeah. <laughs> also, you're young. It's Harry Styles, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Could you imagine? Mm-hmm. I would name him. I would... <laughs> I'd write that. That's a great question, though. What is his profession? Do you know what? I don't know. Okay. I don't think I don't think he's ever come out and said it on online. <laughs> All I know is he's not in the arts because that's the only reason I know why people do what they do on Instagram. Maybe I'll connect with him on LinkedIn. Please do. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> set, set a wow. trap for him. I set still, a trap. <laughs> I'm still just as uncool How, as like, I was set, in music. <laughs> Maybe I'll connect with him on LinkedIn. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, God. Oh, well, we do have like, a question on this podcast is if you have him in front of you right now, even if that is via LinkedIn, via one of those little chats, um, <laughs> what would you what would you say to him? What would you say to this fucking clown? I would say, give me back my rubber. It's not yours. Oh, honestly, put yourself down to WH Smith. I'll take you. I'll buy you your own rubber. I just you want You owe me one back. rubber. It's not... A, I'll be honest. It's not about the rubber. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's about the audacity of him coming in the next day and pretending mm-hmm. like it was his rubber. Mm-hmm. And so I'll yeah. buy him his own rubber. I just want my one back. It's a principle. It's the principle of it. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, I'm if you're listening you. and you know who you are, get in touch because... He, he is listening. He does it. Do you know what? He, I don't think he follows me on, <laughs> on the social media. <laughs> oh, that's even media. worse. I don't think he's... I think he's done a little unfriend... Um, <laughs> That's fine. Again, not the final the insult. We'll get him. Don't worry. It's just every time I use a pencil and need to rub something out, I get flashbacks. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, because it is. It's just like a kind of metaphor for all the mistakes one makes in life. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with us and dredging that up. 
Thank you um, for creating a safe space for me to talk about it. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Guys, what we're going to do now is we're going to delve into a little bit of true crime, and it's kind of it's a similar thing. It's it's not it's a serial killer, guys. Today. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> what a smooth segue! But he's got two sides. <laughs> <laughs> and, guys, can I just say that um, it's a she? <gasps> oh, You're part wow. of the problem, guys. <laughs> Look at us with our intrinsic bias. <laughs> First up, I'd like to thank our listener, Iran, for suggesting this case. And so put very simply, this is a case about a murderous granny. So we are discussing a serial killer who was finally caught when she turned 90. Oh, that's kind of, it's sweet though, yeah. isn't it? Wow. You know, you can retire, but you don't give up your hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Obviously, you're going to tell us this, but I'm curious to know, was she still killing at 90 or was she stopped killing for 50 years, but she got caught when she was 90? Ooh, interesting. Okay, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. So first up, just for a little bit of background on all of us, what was your granny like? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> really lucked out. <laughs> Mine was, um, she was about four foot 11, a Yorkshire woman, uh, not a serial killer. And she was born, wait for it, in 1912. <gasps> that's your obsession. I think that's why I have an affinity with 1912. My mum told me that the other day, that she was born in 1912. And I was like, yes. Holy She's shit. The last survivor from the Titanic. Yeah, this is how old we all are, Tash, that we can have <laughs> relatives. Yeah, Tash is like like born in 96 or something and so young. I, I, I was born in 96. <laughs> oh, amazing. And also, when you see, like, I urge people to Google a picture of um, this lady, and she is a serial killer. What she did was quite serious, but she just, you kind of look at it and you go through everything and you're like, Oh, but she's so cute. <laughs> she's not cute. So today we are discussing Anna Draxin, also known as Baba Anujka, which in English means Grandmother Annie, who was a serial killer from the village of Vladimirovac in Yugoslavia, which of course no longer exists. So basically we're in Serbia. Uh, she was born in Romania to a rich cattleman and attended a private school. So from what I've told you so far, when do you think Baba was born? I don't know enough of <laughs> <laughs> well, based on the A levels that I've done, <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to swing this one over to someone else. Uh, <laughs> what was the big she, clue? There's things like it's Yugoslavia. She was born to a rich cattleman. Do we have cattlemen anymore? I mean, I'm old enough that Yugoslavia, I think, was still a thing when I was really little. So it's not going back. Back in USSR. <laughs> It's so, quite a while ago. Maybe I haven't given you enough information. I think she was born in 1826. Okay. Wow. I will tell you, she was born in 1836. Ooh, so well wow. done. I would, have gone where, I would have gone like late 1800s. So yeah, Taylor, well done. I get very um, psychic when I'm on the Sauvignon. Yeah. Like just give me some <laughs> Sauvignon. I will see your future and I will tell you for free. She was born in 1836. Like I said, she attended private school with children from rich families and later lived in her father's house. She supposedly became a misanthrope aged 20. Mm. Um, so what do you think caused her to, to dislike humankind so much at an early age? She just 
started to hate everyone age 20. So she's on a cattle farm? Um, I'm not, I don't think they're on the cattle farm anymore, but she lived in her father's house, which was just a big, I think quite a big house. I think and her, she starts hating. Her father mm. died a violent or tragic death. Okay. By cattle. Death by cattle. <laughs> by cattle. <laughs> or, where's her mum? Arguably how um, Elvis died. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure where her mum is, to be fair, Katie. So we've got her dad dies. Uh, well, maybe he's violent and stuff. Okay, the dad's violent. How did the dad die, though? We don't we, even well, know. Because it was that her first kill. That's my question. <laughs> was that that's the a, thing that set it all off? Or maybe she's, you know, she's gone to these private schools. She's got super educated. She's ready to take on the world. And then they're like, oh, sorry, you just have to get married now. And then she was really angry that she's wasting all her skills. Basically, it was a bloke. She fell in love. Oh. She was seduced by a young oh. Austrian military officer. Oh. Yeah. Who she um, contracted syphilis from. Okay. Okay. Well. And then he left her brokenhearted. Oh, he destroyed her faith in humanity. Yeah, essentially, okay. essentially. It's like um, Les Mis, but no beautiful song. There was no songs written about this. Mm, or he it's was her year six rubber thief. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so once she'd had her heart broken, she became something of a recluse and kind of went into self-isolation, which we can all relate to now. She developed some new skills while she was in this self-imposed self-isolation. Um, I did a lot of Harry Potter puzzles. That was with me. <laughs> like baking sourdough. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Ah, ah, death by sourdough. <laughs> <laughs> it was underproved. Oh no! <laughs> I must go. Uh, uh. So my question is to you: What new skills do you think Baba learned about during her isolation? I didn't feed the starter. Sorry, I just had a little sourdough <laughs> song in my head. I feel like they're knife skills. I feel like she's a mm. sharpie, sharpie killer. Mm. Why bring I feel... up Sharpies when we're talking about stationery? Yeah. <laughs> That's where Sorry. my mind went as well. I went, yeah, Sharpies, no. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, stabby, stabby. Great. <laughs> Isn't it funny, the British and American divide? <laughs> Mostly yeah. when it comes to stationery. Um, Natasha, what's your uh, take on it? I think that it's something like it's poison. So she's learned how to like grind something in a pestle and mortar, bake it into something. Oh. And it's all like incognito. Nice. So it yeah. is a little bit like the, the sourdough, the yeah. banana bread. Okay. Mm. Katie, what you, what's your take on it? Well, I just like she's so, it's such a shame like in those days that, oh, you've been deflowered. It's all over. No one's going to want you now. Like, so that's mental breakdown. That's the end. Whereas like now you just, got to watch a bit of sex in the city and drink some tequila and mend that broken heart and then you know get back out there but in those days it's <laughs> and like, then remember oh, that it's not it 2000 <laughs> did that show finish before natasha was born <laughs> but anyway i watched three so- runs <laughs> still relevant it's still relevant it's part of cultural history it is and um, so is tequila but- um, I just I think it's a shame that this was so you know that's it for her yeah but in in terms of skills maybe sewing maybe she starts fashioning some disguises oh that's something you can do on your own in isolation okay that's a little idea for anyone listening first lockdown (laughs) (laughs) 2.0 why not have a little cheeky little disguise (laughs) well she learned five languages for a start. Wow. Okay. Didn't expect that. 
And Natasha was completely right that she, it it was pestle and mortar stuff. It was like she kind of, yeah, she was interested in like medicine and chemistry. And she read all these books all about sort of different plants and different sort of things that can do certain things. Love it. I mean, not what she does with it, obviously, (laughs) but... Like what a mind! Plan at this point, this is like <clears throat> she's actually got a long-term plan. You don't just learn five languages <laughs> and botany, and, like, and then go, and then maybe I'll like people again. That's like right. I'm taking them all with me, kind of shit, isn't it? Well, I mean, what we know about her is we know that she must have been smart. Um, but the most important question I want to ask right now about this very intelligent woman is: Do you think she ever actually got married? Oh, yes, yeah, she's a granny, so yeah. Yes, okay. Yes, from Katie. Oh, ah, see, now that we've got that important fact out, I'm going to... But then I think, I think that she's had some babies out of wedlock. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it could be that, or, it, or it, maybe it's just like a term of respect because she's old and she's not really had any kids. Yeah, I think she might have as well. Little, little I think Sif she was and little married, Lissy. Yeah, I th- but I think she married late oh, for the time. Okay. Married late for the time. Okay. I get you. So she was like 16, 17. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, well, yes, she did. She married a landowner landowner, uh, named Pistov, which I imagine he was when he found out she was a serial killer. What? Oh, she's not a serial killer yet. Maybe he sent her over the edge. She's not. She's not at all. I just, I saw the name and I couldn't help myself. I appreciated it. I appreciated it. It was a solid gag and I'm sorry I ruined it with my earnest technicalities. (laughs) Uh, Technically, Hannah, she's... uh... (laughs) It's my impression of UK. That was, that was unfair. It was spot on and I apologise. <laughs> no, Email um, please. Yeah, but you, you're completely right because she didn't start killing anyone that we know of until he died 20 years later. Oh. Yeah, so actually it was a lot, a long time later. So she had that, that moment where she was in self-isolation. She was learning all the stuff. Then she was married for 20 mm. years. and she So had she a... either needed language or men to keep sane. <laughs> she's she's got to keep busy, right? Yeah. She can't. Don't let the thoughts get, start talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, so then she had 11 children, but only one survived to adulthood. Oh, which is oh yeah. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun. Which is awful. He went on to become a merchant. Um, but after her husband died, she set up a laboratory in one wing of her house. I, I mean, kind of respect her. <laughs> Am I the only I one? Feel, I, I feel like we're entering comic book villain territory. Yeah, that now. sounded creepy to me, but <laughs> this I is a very like origin story. Yeah, it's oh my god, Katie. Yes, it's the it's the dark wing of the house, and she's <laughs> yeah. mixing formulas and then the slowly idea. a leather mask form. That tragedy. <laughs> She can't come back from it. It's too dark for her. It's Hugo, the anti-hero. <laughs> Basically, she earned a reputation as a healer and a herbalist, and she was popular with the wives of farmers who just went to her for normal health problems. But after a while, things started to get a little bit more nefarious. She would provide a medicine that would make you ill. It wouldn't kill you, but it would make you proper poorly. And people wanted this. They paid money for this. Why do you think anybody would go to her saying, I want something that's going to make me kind of ill. So that they didn't have to do the housework for a bit. <laughs> okay, no, to bring them food. Good. Couple of days off work. Couple yeah. of days off work. Sweet furlough. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor? Well, again, I still don't really understand A-levels, but I reckon I would have gotten <laughs> out of them with the right formula <laughs> if I had to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we've got A-levels, housework, couple of days off work. <laughs> 
it was for soldiers to make them ill enough to escape military. Oh service. my oh, gosh. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. I know, isn't it? Imagine Ooh. being that sort of not, well, I guess it was back in the days where you sort of had to join the army. Conscription. Yeah. So her next big seller was something called Magic Water. What do you think that did? <laughs> what do I think it did or what do I want it to do? Um, <laughs> In fact, both. Give us yeah. both answers. I mean, that's what I call wine when my daughter's yeah. like, what are you drinking out of that glass? I'm like, mommy's magic water. <laughs> <laughs> so when did she give them the magic water? Well, people would come to her and they would often buy magic water for someone else who maybe didn't know. Killing husbands. It's got to be the killing of the husbands mm. who are dicks and they can't get away. Okay, we've got killing husbands. Yeah, I'm going to say that it's something to do with Making someone else sick as well, but them not them not paying for it. Mm-hmm. Katie, like magic water makes me think of something that could clean. Something maybe it's like acid that could like get rid of a boil or a spot or something. Okay, okay. Well, it I thought was, you meant just was... like for breeze when you said clean. <laughs> it's like, I just got a really strong pledge. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> she, she was the Mr. Muscle of her yeah. day. <laughs> Bang, and the dirt is gone. <laughs> it was also called a love potion, but I thought that might oh. give it away too much. And Taylor was absolutely right. It was that women would um, use to kill their husbands. So they would. How um... is that a love potion? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we all well, have different lovers. We all have exactly, different definitions though. for love. Um, How do you so... get them to take the magic water? Like, this is going to make your whatever oh, they yeah. would have heard to it. Viagra. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, maybe. Oh, it's nice. certainly going to make you stiff, am I right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, oh. rigor mortis, yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it contained arsenic in small quantities and um, certain plant toxins that were difficult to detect in her body. She obviously couldn't advertise um, this as a <laughs> husband-killing medicine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I Why? mean, unlike today, where you could just put a little yeah. Facebook ad up. Yeah. Just be upfront yeah. about it. Husband-killing like, medicine. <laughs> it's okay, like, it's medicine. What was I going to say? I can't remember. I don't know. It was something witty. <laughs> Okay, so basically, yeah, she so once she ascertained that somebody wanted to kill their husband, and you know, because it would all be very coded, it would always be like, oh, I've come for the for the magic washer, da 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 da. She would have to know what it was. Sorry, go on. (laughs) She could get burned as a witch. It wasn't witty at all. (laughs) But interesting though, because she was known because of the sort of um, the herbalist and healer thing, she was also known as the the witch of. She's on. She's on track to get burned. Yeah, I'm not sure if they, because she didn't get caught until sort of like the sort of early 20th century. So I'm not sure she would have been burnt as a witch, but she was certainly accused of being a witch and people around the town thought she was a witch. And consequently, they were like, this witch can kill my husband, so I'm going to go to her. And they did. And so basically, she would ask them a coded question about how much potion to give them to do the job. What was the question she asked? What a good question. I think I'm sort of falling in love with this woman. Um, <laughs> like, I'm all about the codes. I'm all about the secret lair. And the <laughs> she speaks five languages. Self-taught. Yeah. It's all good. I mean, it's kind of hot, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what, Tash? You're like, you're 
you're on the force now because what we do on this podcast is we always find sympathy yeah. for the female yeah. killers. We <laughs> do. It's we so do. hard not to. It's, like it's the like moment you, you said, it, yes, it's killing husbands. I'm like, they had a reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what did he do? Yeah. What did yes, he right? do? <laughs> this isn't happening in a vacuum. <laughs> Oh gosh! Well, they so, can't get divorced, and they're probably having the shit beaten out of them. The only recourse is to kill them. I don't want to brag, you There's guys. A- I gigged in Serbia. It's the only place oh, I've ever signed. You've been sitting on that detective autographs asshole. because they figured we were famous because, like, they'd fly us over there for ten pounds on Wizz Air and put us into a little hostel for another ten pounds. But they all figured we'd like it was like four hundred people. They're like, they must be famous. They're here. So I was like, real, and every autograph was like, I'm nobody. I'm nobody. I think I even started signing, I'm nobody. <laughs> that would be so funny if they got their autographs home and they got it translated into English. I'm nobody. I love her. She's very good. Very good comment. <laughs> Whatever happened to I'm a nobody? <laughs> but one thing I remember, there, the hospitality was amazing and so much meat. Like I've never seen so much meat in my life. So I feel like the question would be something like how many scruples does he eat per day? And I don't know any of the words, but like what literally one of the meals was like meat on top of meat. It was like a burger on top of a steak. And they're like, that's the topping. (laughs) And they're like, do you want it with cheese? I'm like, yeah, I want it with cheese. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, so I feel like it you know, was a specific you've like got how a many vegan here. Why are you talking it, about all this? <laughs> She's laughing, she it's knows. So, it's so bad. Because <laughs> when you said there was a lot of meat, I went somewhere completely different. <laughs> oh. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm on board. And then you started talking about <gasps> cheese. And I was oh, like, what? Signing autographs <laughs> yeah, was a different I thing. <laughs> <laughs> but you just talking about like meet me and then I lost interest (laughs) (laughs) I love how we've slightly got things wrong a few times there's rubbers there's meat we just can't communicate there's a real there's just a lost in translation of you two I'm sorry but it always comes back to dicks in some way it's all about dicks Mm. good dicks bad dicks okay so Taylor's saying how much meat I've got an answer I've got an answer yeah please Katie the question the coded question that they had to answer was is the rabbit in the hutch and the answer had to be the rabbit is in the hutch Oh, okay. Thus meaning he's at home and ready to be... Yeah, there's some kind of like, okay. we got this. Oh, I like that. Natasha? I think that the the question would be... I think it would be something to do uh, about the, the number of orgasms. Okay. So I think, because that's where my mind is now and I can't <laughs> escape it. And honestly, if it's Make low, sure then fest. he does deserve it, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> I would, I would say, you know, how many times does he bring the tide in? And if it's oh. anything under fifty times a week, then well, he's gone. <laughs> wow, okay. bringing the tide in—the precursors hit single to one. May I just say, what a lovely euphemism! Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> Is that not oh something that someone's whispered in your ear before? I'm going to bring the tide what? in. No? <laughs> no, not yet, but <laughs> I'll flag it up. Yeah. Now. yeah. It she would ask, she would say, how heavy is that problem? Ooh. Which meant, how much does the victim weigh? So I'm going to give it to Taylor because it was close. Oh, nice. 
Yeah, it was so she could work out the right amount of medicine to kill them. I love that she had a system like it wasn't just a dose. I mean, probably because she didn't want to waste too much of it. And I wonder if she gave like too low. I mean, you can imagine this went awry every once in a while. It couldn't have been that scientific. It's like a bungee jump. (laughs) You've got to get this right. How tall are you? Five nine? It's it's not the time to um, give your TV weight. I mean, he says he's still a 30 waist, but I... (laughs) Well, it depends on in the morning or in the evening, because they're grossly different. (laughs) Every day he's eating meat on meat on meat. (laughs) Also, I always wonder, like, as I was reading this, I was like, surely she's sort of seeing these people in her sort of lair, in her lab, in the wing of her house. I'm like, there's no CCTV. She could just say... How, you know, like when people talk in codes, when... Yeah. Yeah, but would you be scared to. that they would then, like, run off and tell someone? So she had to, to like, fair, weed out the spies. Uh, this yeah. is why I would fail at most I'm just crimes. mistrusting because of the fact that my brother got stolen in year six. So we don't <laughs> trust anyone. So I still speak yeah. in code all the time. <laughs> and I'm not trying to kill anyone. <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. So how much do we think that this would it would cost for a, a bottle of magic water? In, in today's money, in let's pounds. say. How much do you think today's money? Pay? 200 pounds. Okay. 57 pounds and 68 pence, including VAT. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's getting ready to do their taxes. (laughs) (laughs) I've designed the spreadsheet and everything. (laughs) I would go a bit higher in today's money because this is quite a big risk she's taken, enough that she's using code words. So I'm going to say about 1,500 pounds. Oh, <laughs> okay. Wow. So in Yugoslav dinners, the, um, which was the currency at the time, um, it was between 2,000 and 10,000. Now, 10,000 dinars at the time in like 1920-ish 
was the equivalent of about £5,000. Um, but if £5,000 in the 1920s is now worth about £200,000. Mm. So that's the highest, highest end you could be paying for this thing. And often it would be a bit less. But this was kind of, these were uh, rich people that she mm-hmm. was selling this stuff to. It was not cheap. Okay. Yeah, way off. Yeah. Yeah. She must have had a great rating on Google or something. Like yeah. she's getting repeat Yelp business. Reviews. Yeah. So, so like two hundred thousand pounds, basically. Well, that's the the highest, highest end of like the highest possible thing that you could the pay for it. Heaviest. It... Yeah. Purse. <laughs> yeah. But surely yeah. people but... would notice this money going missing because if it was women that weren't in control of their money, how were they saving? That's why I went quite low. I don't want to like yeah, defend my answer. Question. Of course, because you're <laughs> given am. an allowance of £57.87. <laughs> I bet. But it's like, where did they get this money from? I How bet she they, took yeah. the money in arrears. I bet that was part of her oh. whole thing. Like a small deposit that a woman can pay and then the rest comes from your husband's ass if I do my calculation oh, correctly. Yeah. Like half now, half later. Or oh some now, God. the rest later. This has got real sort of like vibes of lean in, hasn't it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that we're trying to unpack the business model rather than condemn the crime. But that's, not, that's the thing, because it's a woman, we're like, well, you know, she's self-employed and she's just getting by. Yeah. And actually, she's got very limited options you know, and good on her. Do you know what I mean? It's also the scheme. Well done. The f- the fact that we went in so low on those numbers says everything about people that work in the arts. Like 50 pounds, because that would hurt me. I that know. would hurt then, me this week. Or like, right now, yeah. For free. And, or like, they just, um, like, the payment is like, they say, oh, she was really great. And then she'll yeah, get other the work. The payment is just some showreel material. <laughs> oh my God, it's exposure. No, yeah. that's the opposite of yeah. what I want. Yeah. <laughs> can't pay a serial contract killer in exposure. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good sketch. Tash, that's the next sketch. We'll all do it. it. I'm right here. Really, I'm ready. That would be so funny, doing it like a contract good. killer. I'll spread the word. No! <laughs> I'm already on Google. I found you. That's I so funny. I tagged you on Instagram. Ah. It's all good. Oh, I can't wait to win that award again. Okay, so... <laughs> Can't wait to ride on your coattails. <laughs> <laughs> so if we're interested um, in the business model, which we are, how do you think she got her clients? Well, word you... of mouth. Word of mouth, okay. Or did Pictures she put yapping. like a little card in the women's section of the church where all church. the women are praying for their I... husbands to be kinder to them? I think it was at the funerals and she would seek out Ooh. the women that didn't look upset. <laughs> <laughs> and she That's would go, a good answer. Yeah, it really is. Wow. You yeah, want, anyone that you didn't want look some sad. of this? Anyone that didn't look like, oh, this is the worst thing in the world that my husband's gone. She was like, hey, let's have a little chat. <laughs> your friend looks happy for you. Isn't, Maybe she wishes she had some of your good fortune. Yeah, yeah. Here's my card. Oh, man. My head what? went to church too, though, for some reason. I was just like, she'll scope out the churches for sad <laughs> women. Weirdly, we've actually got sort of got a, bis- a better business model for her um, just by talking. Because what she, sometimes she would stand outside her house dressed in all black and in a black shawl and speak to people as they went by. That's how many people were in bad marriages, I guess. I mean, my God. Um, but she also employed a sales agent named Lubina Milankov, 
uh, whose job was to find potential clients and take them to Baba's house. Now, this goes on for many, many years, and they sort of they work quite well together. But obviously, some point you're going to get found out. How do you think the whole thing was rumbled? By this time, she's in her late 80s. Wow. Well, possibly there could be a situation where they got the weight wrong and the, the, uh, the mark survives. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it was the sales agent. What was okay. the name? They fall out. Yeah. I feel like you don't get a third party involved if it's something you can do yourself. And that is basic business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, it was a, I think it was the third party demanded more money okay. for her silence. Ooh, because a little bit of extortion. She had stopped. She had stopped in her late age. Oh. And she couldn't keep up the payment plan because she wasn't getting all the money from selling. Interesting. Yeah. That's a great answer. I like. Thank you. Mm. How do I just get a sound bite of you telling me that that was a great answer every time, like as my like text message alert? So it just fills me with joy, (laughs) or like just as I send a really passive aggressive email off to someone. (laughs) That's a great answer. I'm like, thank you, thank you. It was. Um, <laughs> Taylor, what, what, how do you think she was found out? How was she rumbled? I think it might have been simpler than that because it feels like a sort of, I just feel like nobody's on this. Like nobody's been following or tracking her. Like no one's suspicious. I feel like she can't help herself and she just gossips. She's like, guess how many dudes I killed last week? Like, I just feel like she tells the wrong person. I've got a new answer. I've got a new Go answer. On. Regret. Someone regrets killing their husband and they feel so guilty. Oh, wow. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened. Basically, um, in 1924, she sold her magic water to Stana Momorov. And Stana gave the mystery to her husband and he fell ill and died after a few days. Stana later married another man from the same village and his rich uncle died under similar circumstances within a few months. Uh Uh-oh. So somebody got a little bit greedy with this and the police gets involved. And there's another family as well where they kill a grandfather. There's quite a lot more to it. But this is specifically one of the murders that gets Uh pinned on her. Yeah. She didn't have a code question for that. (laughs) Yeah. This isn't your uncle, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that she should have had a policy to not do too many people in the same family. Yeah. Why are you married so many times? How uncle is this problem? (laughs) Not very. Not very. (laughs) Semi, semi uncle. But yes, the police questioned Stana and um, she dubbed in Baba almost immediately and they both faced trial. So she dumped her in as, like, that doesn't get her off the hook. So why no. is she dubbing her in? Well, it, it, it's a good point. But, but, but basically, she, they go to trial and she says, um, Stana says that um, the, she didn't know that the magic water contained anything. She said she thought it was just water. <laughs> why did you pay $200,000 for it? She's just yeah. a brand sponsor for Evian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, come on. She was just doing bottles water. Bless her. (laughs) They were killing people. Yeah, and she said, but she'd said that she did believe that Baba had some kind of supernatural powers to kill people using magic. So she's going down the line that it's all her fault. I didn't know that this was poisonous. I just think that actually it's because she's a witch and she's done this. So. The strongest defense. She's she's killed this person that means I inherit loads of money. Get her. (laughs) 
much what that is essentially what the um, defence was. So do you think Baba admitted to her crimes? No. Um, I feel like she took a plea deal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like she went real Shonda Rhimes with it and uh, <laughs> and pled guilty to like not do certain things or like work for like high up government aides and kill the people that they so she like fed into it she was like yes okay that's our like, bag I am informant. a witch yeah some of her skills could be could be useful perhaps you know um, and ooh, then like started working for the team just to keep her yeah mind. now I can witch for you yeah <laughs> so you need yes. me alive witch witch yes okay um, and Katie, that reminded think- me of old lawyer ads like we work for you like we will witch for you <laughs> That's, that's essentially what she did though in my mind well, that's why I hate okay. that's well, a good that's, I'm not going to say it again but that's a good answer <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like we've reached the crux of now when you say it I feel like it was the worst answer I could have possibly ever given oh no <laughs> now I just feel like I could have come up with a better answer oh no I just didn't want to like I need I need to switch it up because I'm just I'm so hacked now. I just keep saying that you're great and I need to like oh, But no, I'll take it. I'll take I I'll okay. take all the compliments. I'm not getting them from okay. anywhere else at the moment. <laughs> We're here to give compliments to you. I'll take the compliment. Female workplace. One eight hundred female workplace. <laughs> that's just how that's just how self-deprecating I can get. And I'm like, oh, it just wasn't a good answer, actually. No, that's a terrible oh, man. No, you I shouldn't just, plead just... guilty. That's what I suddenly thought in my mind. No, always plead no. innocence. I just didn't want to be repetitive, but it was absolutely a brilliant answer. Thank you. <laughs> I love that we're like arguing over who compliments too much. <laughs> No, your compliments are the best. No, your answers are the best. I love it. Um, but no, she did not deny. Um, no, she fucking out. She denied I should not work in the court. She denied no. the charges. Oh, um, wait, the other one. <laughs> yeah. Guilty. No, wait, the other one. Not yeah. guilty. Wait, what? They're so close, though. I had to be that guy when I did jury duty. They're so like... close. <laughs> Just one word. Damn. In the sense that they are the opposites. They're so close. <laughs> oh, man. But she 50% claimed... 50% the same. <laughs> yeah. <It's> nilty. <laughs> uh, she claimed that she never sold any magic water and that the whole case against her was fabricated because they needed a scapegoat. Um, also, apparently, when she was in court, she'd pretend not to hear questions she didn't want to answer. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wow. You know, I definitely pretend not to hear things when I'm like oh I just don't really want to get into that at the moment I'd rather just no. sit and watch TV and also my kids do it to me all the time if they're on an iPad and I'm asking them something they ignore me and then if I go do you want chocolate suddenly they can hear me <laughs> the chocolate test question is amazing like from miles away yeah <laughs> <laughs> that would be good if the court did that to her, this lady <laughs> So you can hear the question. That's, that's their code question. <laughs> yeah. That's another good sketch in our list of crime sketches that we're all going to do and just smash it on blind copy. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So essentially she was found guilty of being an accessory to murder. Uh, they did tests at her house and basically found arsenic and mercury. Oh, well, it's not fair if you go and raid her lab. <laughs> I mean, come on. She keeps her private arsenic in there. 
<laughs> I know. If someone raided think- my lab, they'd find all sorts. <laughs> yeah, that's cheating. Do you think my lab is my snack cupboard? I don't want anybody <laughs> to see that. That's embarrassing. I mix all <laughs> sorts of stuff from like Twiglets with baked and Doritos. Oh, I but haven't had Twiglets in ages. I love a Twiglet. Love a Twiglet. a Twiglet. But oh, really? They had limited edition Worcester sauce Twiglets, and they were glorious. And then they just took them, took them away. Oh, like your yeah. eraser. It was. And, <laughs> <laughs> and have you got like one packet left that you don't want to eat because then they'll be gone? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I had something else to say, but I went into snacks. I love that we can jump from, did this woman go to jail for the rest of her life? To, oh my God, there was these twiglets and they were incredible. Was that the question? (laughs) I don't think that was a question. I think we just, I really just started talking about snacks. No, Natasha was talking about her lab and we can all relate to her lab. My my lab is also like, I call them my bed snacks and there is just a drawer on my bedside table full of snacks that when, (gasps) yes, it's like a genius. It's just the bottom drawer that is full of snacks in case, just in case one becomes. In case you need a snack. Yeah. We we brought my. Three o'clock in the morning after crying. It's fine. Right, it was the lab. They went to her lab. They found her snacks. Uh, They found the twinkle. They found her snacks. (laughs) And, um, but it was it was thought that um, I mean this is the thing there's a number here which is they thought that her potions killed between fifty and one hundred and fifty people. However, like she was only on trial for a few murders, so whether that number is hugely like too small or hugely too big, right. we don't know. But you don't have to kill that many people to be dubbed a serial killer. So either way, if she'd been selling this shit for a while, she's yeah she's killed quite a lot of people. So yeah. she was sentenced to prison. They tried to get her on the death penalty, but it didn't happen. How long do you think she was sentenced to prison for in like 1920 for mur- for accessory to a murder? And she's 90 at this point. Yeah. <laughs> do you think anyone gets insulted if they're just ruled an accessory to murder? And you're like, yeah. Look, I was more than a necklace, bitch. I like yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like when you the takeaway is that the title was- wasn't good enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you it's get not additional that she was caught at something. the eleventh hour. Is that actually she wanted a better title in yeah. the full fallout of it? <laughs> but if you're ninety as well, you kind of think, well, you know. Yeah. What do um, you mean based on an idea by? <laughs> I I have a question. Um, is <laughs> is I, I don't think it's relevant to answer the question that you've asked, but here we are. Um, <laughs> Is that so? She was charged with accessory to yeah. the murder. Were the people that gave, like that gave the men the potions, were they charged with first-degree yes. murder? Good oh, question. Yeah. Was there a back catalogue of other? Um, That's a great question and a good and very rare, <laughs> relevant question. Sorry for stealing your material, Thank Katie. You. That's a great <laughs> question, Natasha. You need to cite her in that one. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for being my accessory to that um, yes. compliment. Originally, in a, an accessory in a to a compliment. <laughs> in a response originally written by Katie Wilkins. I love I mean, it. And that would to be, be t- fair, that's all my reviews are all just like that person said something similar to that person. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh wait, yes. So the point is, the wife went to um, was sent to prison for life. 
Delightful. She was found guilty. She went in for life. For life. So the and how old do we know how old she is? <laughs> I think she was probably in her forties or 40s. something. So um, just life pretty much over. So, yeah. so pretty young. Just gone, gone, yeah, gone. Pretty like young. The wind. Pretty young. That's Got a whole life young. Of her. That's not. That's not life older. <laughs> Forty. Katie's so got a bow. <laughs> I'm forty and I've got a bow. What are you, you gonna do about you it? You wear a bow whenever you want to. And I think that if that is the takeaway from this yes, episode, thank then it is. You. Thank you. Absolutely. It's a, a beautiful colour. I love bows. You're fucking slaying that look. <laughs> we literally really we you. literally had somebody write in and say Katie's fringe is so amazing that I'm going to cut my own I'm like we are now fashion icons I'm an influencer yeah. with this book <laughs> <laughs> I'm also not sure how like how much we should encourage like I always worry that, that we encourage people to drink which obviously we you know make your own no, choices do no, what you want no, no, no. but I'm not sure how much we should encourage people to cut their own fringe yeah, in lockdown also <laughs> don't cut your fringe unless you've Really like this bow. Listen, well. the minute this, the the minute, the minute we stop recording, I'm going to cut my own fringe. Just me too. <laughs> I can't believe I made it this long. I, I yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do it while we were recording. <laughs> no, we should all just do it. Yeah. One drunk thing. women. Oh, should we? Have, should we? Extra content for Patreon. Let's all just get drunk women solving crime tattoos just right now. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone get your Sharpies out. Don't spell it wrong because I don't have a rubber. Okay. (laughs) Do you know what, guys? We've done it again. We've gone, how long does this woman go to prison for so we all get tattooed? So, 20 20 Um, years. I'm going to say they gave her some grace because of her age and because she was only an accessory. And I'm going to say they said 10 years, five years with good behaviour. Okay, okay. Yeah. Katie? I'm going to say... <laughs> Good behaviour. Um, <laughs> Eat oh, all of your meat layers now, Baba. <laughs> I'm She's sure she did. That, like, pe- people in the mafia normally kind of get let out at age 90. Right. You know, they've got life in prison and they get let out. Like, it's weird to put a 90-year-old in prison. They have to send it to life, really, don't they? And then that's just six months or something. <laughs> Wow, brutal, wow. brutal. But okay, so Dis- fifteen years she was um fifteen, given. okay. So 15 I years. so you guys were kind of close I've right? been pretty good this whole episode with accurate yeah. answers and witticisms. I <laughs> <laughs> Okay, she was ninety. She was released from prison age ninety-eight due to old age. So she did eight years, and that's when they got to her and they were like, okay. You're going to get out. You're 98. So she died two years later in her house in um, Vladimirovac um, at age 100. She she was just living the life. She's so Mm -hmm. old. Yeah. I mean, and also, you know, to live to 100 in 1924 or something is like... You got to kill a lot of dudes to get there. Yeah. (laughs) That just invigorates the soul. She was doing what made her happy. Yeah. Guys, and that's what? what they say I, if you do what makes you happy you never work a day in your life then <laughs> <laughs> well guys here's to doing what makes you happy oh god don't make it that but yes drunk women solving crime before we get to the old listener crime we actually have a uh, new part which is very what? quick <laughs> we joined Patreon we've got some shout outs to do 
I've been drinking a lot of wine and I specifically asked if anybody had a special detective name and I already regret it because I'm afraid I haven't (laughs) matched up the right names, whatever. From henceforth, please, whatever you want me to shout out, put it right in your username and I'm going to say exactly what you put, but we love you and here we go. Patreon shout out number one. We're chunking them up too because I couldn't read them all, which is really exciting. Okay, let's do this. (laughs) Heather Coppell was our very first Catherine, a.k.a. Detective K-Dog. This is harder than I expected. Jenna Morrison, a.k.a. Detective Spooky Bitch. (laughs) Anom, son of Gav. Paul Morrison, a.k.a. Detective Delirium. Detective Baldy, Rachel Blanchard. (laughs) Claire W., a.k.a. Detective Type A. Lou, a.k.a. Detective Queen Admin. Marry me. Hannah D., Claire Hayes, David Smith, Nina, a.k.a. Detective Kartoffel, which is German for Detective Potato. I had to Google that. Wow. <laughs> Cheryl Harris, and I respect that. The I love a potato. Oh, so, come on. Mm, a Detective Potato, man. I'm all for it. Argument, argumentably, is that a word? The best carbohydrate, that's all I'm saying. Cheryl Harris, a.k.a. Detective Champagne Harpy. Arguably. (laughs) Vanessa, a.k.a. Detective Hawkeye. Lee, a.k.a. Detective Donkey. Go Guernsey. Kate Brown, Steve Clark, Bry, Rachel Jones, Lisa O'Malley, Iran Edre, who I think you referenced tonight. Yeah, exactly. Kaz, Rebecca Roberts, John Cruz, Gray, a.k.a. Detective Curly Fry. That's mine. I love Curly Fries. John Sylvester, <laughs> Eleanor Owicki, Olivia Hodgson, a.k.a. Detective Buttercream. Respect. Steffi, a.k.a. Detective Tax Fraud. NB, don't worry. I'm not the one committing the fraud. I'm the one exposing the fraudsters. And there's a whole story, and she's a badass job. Austin, awesome. a.k.a. Detective. Okay, this is an Icelandic volcano. It's Aya Faka. Okay, let me start over. What do you call me? Aya Feakla Arctol. I bet I nailed that. Lauren. Do you know what, people? Can I, can I just say that anyone that joins Patreon, can you put something as your detective name that Taylor cannot pronounce? Like aluminium. <laughs> the next person that does detective aluminium will be incredible. <laughs> Please. Well, put it in your username, but I like being stumped. It's fun. Lots of people have sent in like, the next time. That's the end of the list. I just wanted to end it with Lauren after the Icelandic <laughs> volcano. Stump me. It's fun. That's so oh, well done, Taylor. Thanks, guys. Thank it's great that you got so many patrons, though. Didn't you just launch yesterday? Yeah. yeah. I'm a fan. Like, I don't... <laughs> I liked this podcast. I listened to it. I follow it on Instagram. I saw the Patreon bloopers. It was great. (laughs) You're all really cool. (laughs) Thanks, mate. So are you, Detective Eraser. Come on. Do you know what I was going to say? Can I I get a detective name? Yeah. Are you happy with Detective Eraser? Well, I was going to homage and actually do Detective Rubber. So it's a bit... (laughs) It's a bit like Taylor won't oh. say it, but yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. What what's she what's she about? Uh, mm-hmm. it's, we all know yeah. that it's yeah. It's, it's good. It's just the stuff. It's all innocence on the British Isles, a bit of sass in the US of A. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Just depending Respect. where you are, it changes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, Detective Rubber, we are asking you. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I just realised for our American listeners, somebody wanted to copy my bangs. 
Oh, yeah, of course, because Americans think fringe is what we do in Edinburgh, whereas yeah. bangs is, yes, bangs. Well done. Oh, I would we... think of fringe as like a flapper skirt, like fringe. Yeah. Oh, it's so interesting. Oh, I've been Just here the... so long, and yet, what would you call that here? Like tassels? Uh, no. Yeah. I think like tassels. Like a, a skirt that's just like the... Just tass- single spring... Yeah. S- not spring, strings. Anyway, what do we, we call that? What, like the flapper dresses, like the 1920s? Yes, you know what I mean with the little... Yeah. yeah. I guess we would call it that. I mean, I would just say that no one wears those now, I feel. <laughs> well, that's not going to come up, Taylor, basically. An archaic item of clothing. Oh, boy. I, I'm not I the just, most fashion-forward person, and anyone listening to this yeah. that knows me yeah. knows that. But although we did all dress up like that for your hen night, didn't we, Kate? Do you remember? Oh yeah, yeah. I had a nineteen. Yeah, I had a Chicago kind of theme. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. so weird. I wasn't invited, even though this is the first time. <laughs> you would you would have been yeah. ten years old. Or something. <laughs> Seriously, I, I would like to just be invited and to have the opportunity to say no. If <laughs> sorry, seriously, Natasha, you yeah. were born in nineteen ninety six. I was born in 1996. Okay, yeah. that's okay. the year. I got, I got married in 2012. I graduated okay. from high school in 1996. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're all at different stages. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, honestly, if it makes you feel better, the weather started changing now and I'm like, oh, I've got to program the radiator so it starts heating up because otherwise I'll wake up with a bad hip. Oh, that does make us feel better. Thank so, you. And that's gen- that is genuine. I spent like an hour yesterday reprogramming oh. the heater in my room so that oh, I've got yeah. like joint, I've got lower joint issues. <laughs> okay, talking of youth, this is a uh, a list of crime from a uh, a woman called Hannah, and she is at university. And she says, "Dear drunk women, I have a crime that one of my flatmates says is not a big deal, but me and my other flatmate." are very interested in solving. We live in a three-bedroom uni accommodation and have been having some issues with some basic maintenance things, so we've had people in to fix them. Two men arrived on a Monday morning to fix the boiler and immediately put us on edge as neither of them were wearing masks despite the rules. Okay. Um, But as we wanted the hot water back, we didn't say anything, rather let them in and then we hid in our room. Skip to that evening. My flatmates asked me if I've seen her big mug and it's not in the cupboard. I mean, Taylor has a big mug, as we know, yeah. don't you, babe? Big <laughs> mugs are important. This is, yes, I'm invested a, in this. She's got a Sports Direct mug that she gets out every time we go around to Oh, you are being literal. See, I was trying to be all British. And I'm like, she's saying I talk too much and she's right. So I was like, <laughs> no, never. I just mean you've got a big Sports Direct mug. That you've got a big got mug, yeah? 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 <laughs> in it, in it, in it, in it. It wasn't Cockney roaming <laughs> slang or anything. The apples and pears. I just Taylor, eh? <laughs> I just have a literally giant mug. Yes, I do. But that a mug is like a face, so I'd say you had a big face, I guess. I know. I meant I was thinking gob, whatever. <laughs> I love it. Like whatever you, whatever happens, anything that you're gonna take personally, you're like, that's what that meant, I see. This has been a great episode about communication nuances. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, okay. That's, that's yeah. Yeah. And that's the main that's that. the main point of uh, drunk woman solving crime, isn't it? To bridge the the divide between the UK and the US and teach everyone a, a lesson about language, which... It, it's just a side effect. It's yeah. it. <laughs> That's it. But the point is the big mug, it's not in the cupboard. 
This mug is notorious in our flat. It's our flatmate's absolutely huge, bright yellow Hufflepuff mug. <gasps> so we've gone to Harry Potter now, which I'm a big fan of, and I yeah. am a Hufflepuff, so I sort of felt I felt a lot of yeah, this story. Same. Okay, so my housemate, um, my flatmate uses it to drink buckets of coffee around deadlines and also hot chocolate on movie night. This is a special mug. It was a present from their sister and is much loved. Uh, we both had a look around the flat and asked our other flatmate. None of us could find it. Our third flatmate said that she heard a commotion and a crash from the kitchen <gasps> that morning and presumed it was the workers, so left it. We inspected oh. the kitchen bin, but both was clean, apart from a few chips of what we think was porcelain under the table that they were too small to identify properly. Flatmate wow. two is saying we should just drop it, but flatmate one is demanding justice. And I'm backing her as I fear for my own Harry Potter mug collection. Please help us, <laughs> please help us solve. P.S. Love the podcast and you guys are all amazing. Ah. What do we think, guys? Okay, 100% those guys smashed the mug yeah. and then they disposed of it in a cunning manner. They left a couple of chips that were unidentifiable, but that was the mug. Having been, I discussed a, a crime that happened to me on one of the patron extra bits the other week about um, I heard my bike being stolen and I did nothing. <laughs> so I'm very suspicious of um, noises, which basically the only explanation is what they sound like. Sometimes the most obvious thing is the thing. Those guys smashed your mug. I'm sorry, that's what happened. Oh, it's an open and shut case from Katie Wilkins. Yeah. yeah. Natasha, what's your take? I, I, so I think it's a, a bit more seeded than that. I think Ooh. that the flatmate that owns the mug went in to the kitchen while they were in the kitchen working to get the mug. Okay. She smashed it. Mm. Right. Tried to clear it up, blame them so she could get a new mug out of the flatmates. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm putting a lot of my own narrative onto the information that (laughs) I was given about who these people are and what's going on in their lives. But I feel like that's what's happened. Okay. Okay. So it's it's yeah. it's the person who owns the mug. That's... Yeah, has smashed it and is too embarrassed to say because it's such a staple of the house. Maybe she's yeah. too like, oh, I, I can't say it to them that I've. I can't yeah. admit it was me. I'm too high status. Yeah, because My maybe she's made too... like a big deal about being careful about that mug, and she was the one that smashed it. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? And that's such a fucking Hufflepuff thing to do. It is. It is. And I'm a Hufflepuff and I can, we can say that, can't we? We can say it. We can I'm say it because we sure are. I'm pretty sure I'm Hufflepuff. Yeah. <laughs> Ta- Taylor, yeah. who I'm not sure follows Taylor Harry Potter very much. Taylor thinks she's above Harry Potter, so she's <laughs> Slytherin by default. <laughs> this is going to get cut out because I'm a Sauvignon bottle in. So here we go. I love anything that starts like this. First of all, <laughs> I took... Yes, I've never read or seen Harry Potter, and I'm not ashamed of that. I not mean, I've seen it. No, but how? I took not the, even with her I seven-year-old took, child. I took I'm, the quiz. Wow. Okay. I know. Here we go. Here we go. It all got uncomfortable, and we're going there. <laughs> go there. I took the quiz because Hannah George was like, "Oh, you can categorize yourself," and like as soon as there's a personality quiz, a la Sex in the City. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, I am Miranda. I. <laughs> I'm Steve, which kind of sucks. Steve! (laughs) (laughs) I can make furniture. I guess I'm Aiden. Um, Yeah. I watched the series. Yeah, so I took the quiz, and then when it came up, I didn't understand my result, but 
Hannah George, I told you, and you were like, oh, those are the like nerds, the losers. Oh, Ravenclaw. Yeah. So <laughs> I was a Ravenclaw. So I didn't get the result I wanted. But then They're the clever ones. That is you. You would be in Ravenclaw. Yeah. I guess, but it sounds like everybody hates them because Harry Potter is a Ravenclaw, right? No, who's Gryffindor? They're just brave and dumb. Oh, honestly, cut that out because you will get the most amount of hate on social media. If I don't care. Bring it on. Ravenclaw. Bring it on. I'm going to get hate because I banged on about rubber for 25 minutes. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no hate is happening. This is a responsible, drunk conversation. Wait, <laughs> Hannah, was I a yeah. Ravenclaw or was I a something else? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you were a Ravenclaw, but you could have but you could have been a Gryffindor because I remember being quite jealous and I don't think I would have been jealous of a Ravenclaw. Yeah, and then it, Harry Potter is Gryffindor. So. Look, I whatever, Gryffindor. So, so, whatever the just, fuck I am. <laughs> okay, just to prolong this nightmare even further, okay. Hermione is obviously a very, very clever character <clears throat> and she's in Gryffindor, okay. the hero, the brave one. And when she solves loads of really clever stuff, another character says to her, you're so clever. Why aren't you in Ravenclaw? Uh Because that's where the clever people should be. So you could be Gryffindor or you could be Ravenclaw. So talking about putting people in very neat little boxes, (laughs) I think that this is all bullshit in the sense that I respect your mug and I also respect your connection to this beautiful bit of literature and film. However, maybe, maybe it was a little protest on how some of our heroes, aka the creators, let us down with their ridiculous, narrow-minded beliefs about gender identity and trans identity. And maybe that's why the mug smashed get over it. Oh, wow. So you think it was the builders who were like, we know. Why would we assume builders are not that progressive? Uh, do you know what? I'm part of the problem. I think, Hannah, <laughs> I hope that this has, um, and also I mean Hannah it in the story. I just thought you started referring to yourself in the third person. Yeah. I mean, on the side of a van, would you not hire progressive builders? Like they are fully clothed. There is no ass crack. There's some women on the team. They won't overcharge you. They won't condescend to you. Like uh, we've just solved everything. They'll finish when they say they're going to finish. <laughs> it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Do you know Let's what? Let's not go that far. That's impossible. <laughs> Do you know what? Tonight we've got two great sketches. We've got two great business models, yeah. and we've had a great time. The only thing that is left for us to do is to say, Natasha, what are you up to? Why can people find you? Well, you know, I'm on the internet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can find me on the internet. Things are so up and down. I was meant to be doing a show in November, and I'm not now. So. Oh. You know, it's all just a bit. But if you, <laughs> I hate doing this. If you follow me at <laughs> at Natasha Massandani, um, I always keep that updated. And I have a production company at Grey Beanie Productions where we've got lots of different stuff going on. Um, cool. And you can find what we've got like um, a TV show and pre-production uh, podcast, live events. We produce theatre. Awesome. And then you can find what, if you like it, you can find what you want and then they've all got their own separate pages. Um, but oh, those are like, that's the hub of it, um, of what I do. Nice. Um, and you can find me on the BBC. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh, that award-winning sketch by me and uh, um, I would like, oh, I would like to amend that. It's, it's that? twice award-winning. On <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, no, Hannah, you've been holding back on us. But yeah, like I've got a series on on Now TV and stuff like that. But if you, it was on Sky. What's that called? Oh, just just follow the. I'm I'm sweating okay. now. Say the fucking name. It sounds amazing. Come on, it's all, yeah. Just follow just follow me on the on the Instagram, and then you can find out if you want to do it. I hate hate it. This is the worst part. <laughs> Well. Listen, if you enjoyed what you heard and you want to hear a bit more, then find me on the internet and it'll be fine. <laughs> wow. Okay. If you didn't block me and it's all good. Well, I, I can only say thank you so much for thank- joining us. Touch of us Thank you for having me. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.